foul. Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, Box. Back out to Allen. History title. Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka! Yes, welcome back to another Insight NBA show on the Insight Podcast Network. I am the Super Coach Brain, and I am joined by none other than the biggest of horses, Mickey Dell. How are you, mate? Right now, going well, thank you. We get to talk NBA. We've got that mutual connection with the NBA 2K community. We both love the NBA. Let's talk about positions. Yeah, I'm, I'm pumped about this one, to be honest. We've been doing a lot of team previews, so if anybody's missed those, start to go back and have a look at those. We'll be wrapping those up in the coming days as well. There's a few more to go. Uh, we've been waiting for, a, a, I guess, a few final changes and, and trades to come in at the back end of the season, but... Mate, we're here to talk small forwards, but before we do, guys, hit subscribe, hit like. If you're listening to us on audio, whether that's Spotify, if it's Apple, if it's Google Podcasts, make sure to hit that follow button and leave us a review. Leave us a five-star one if you rate the content as well. It does help us go up the rankings and reach more people. And of course, the show is brought to you by Fantasy Scores, leveling up your fantasy basketball drafts by giving you the analytics you need to punt categories, assess player value, and find the right sleepers to help you win your leagues. Uh, you can use the code INSIGHT at fantasyscores.com and get yourself five US dollars off. Awesome tool. We'll talk about that more throughout the show as well. But Mickey Dell, small forwards, mate. There's a, a plethora of small forwards to choose from, isn't there, this year? Yeah, there is. Like, there's, For me, there's a clear top four or five here. And then we work our way down into the third round where I think you can get some real value. We'll dive into that a little bit more. But also at the back end, like I see some potentially non-drafted players in some leagues that are going to provide some real nice late round value. Yeah, I, I mean, we're going to split these up into tiers, I reckon. Um, you know, we're, we're going to talk about the players you should probably draft in your first two rounds. We're going to talk about the ones that are maybe going to fall to the third to three to six round, we'll call tier B. Uh, your mm-hmm. tier C players are probably going to look to maybe seven to ten uh, rounds and we're talking 12 team nine category rounds for category league fantasy basketball just so everyone's aware and then maybe my favorite part of this episode is going to be the flyers at the end i love a yes, flyer sorry. i love a high value high upside pick so we'll talk about our high upside picks and you know the worst thing about this mick is that we're going to give away all the players that we really love and we know that all of our mates watch this show and mm-hmm. everyone that we're in draft leagues watch this show so we're basically screwed for our drafts we're basically giving them an insight as to the way we're thinking, where we see value. We're giving up all of our cards basically from the start. So come get us. Mm, yeah, that's all right. You've got to, you've got to beat us to them. Uh, we'll, right. we'll do our best to try and get these guys in our drafts. And we're in plenty of leagues. So I'm sure we'll get some of these guys somewhere. But, mate, let's rip in. We're not here to, to muck around. We're here to talk about the top five small forwards this uh, this year in 2023-24. And it's a pretty consensus for number one in the small forward category, isn't it? It's Jason Tatum. Uh, he's also a power forward. So there's a lot of these guys that we'll talk about have dual positions and can fit two positions. So he's obviously forward only, power forward, small forward. Uh, his current ADP and mock drafts at the moment is five and his rank is five. So everyone's pretty spot on with him. Consensus number five pick. What are your thoughts on Tatum this year, mate? Yeah, love him. I don't think the addition of Pazingas is going to hurt him at all, given that... He loves to have the ball in his hands. It essentially gives Boston a really nice corner three-ball shooter, and it also gives him someone that's really potent to work the pick and roll with. So I think you'll still find the ball will stay in Tatum's hands, and if anything, I think it'll increase his efficiency. I mean, do you think now the addition of Drew Holiday is going to affect Jason Tatum's usage at all? I don't think so. I think they'll they will use Drew at times, of course, as he has during his career. But what is he, 32, 33 years of age? I think Drew is probably going to work a little more with the second unit, but defensively is where Drew's going to knuckle down. He'll be playing on the the best perimeter player on the opposition, 
which then in turn is going to give Tatum some time to get his breath back on the defensive end instead of him having a lockdown on the defensive end as well. Yeah, good shout. I think, look, they've gone and replaced Marcus Smart with a better Marcus Smart, really, haven't they? <laughs> By getting Drew Holiday at the end uh, in the last couple of weeks. So that's big news that's mm. come out of this uh, whole Dame Lillard saga. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're right. And and also, I think maybe there might be a benefit for Tatum now. And I'd be very surprised if he doesn't start shooting up into the maybe 3-4 pick now that he'll probably be playing a lot more small, uh, sorry, power forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, now with Robert Williams being traded, there was a chance maybe yeah. Williams was going to start at the five and Pazingas might've been playing some power forward minutes. So I'd say now that Pazingas is going to be used at the five predominantly, you'll see Tatum maybe snag some more rebounds and play a bit more power forward, which could be beneficial fantasy basketball wise, right? I love that you've brought that up, Brano. So when Williams was around the Celtics, he played the, the I guess the, dominant part of his game was around the rim within six feet. Pazingas is a stretch. So when Tatum attacks the rim and he misses, he's got more of a chance to clean up his shit, so to speak. So there's a chance there for more offensive rebounds. But we've seen in the past that he averages just a tick over eight rebounds a game when he plays the power forward position. Whereas when he plays the small forward, he's about six and a half. So there's some real value there for an uptick in rebounds as well. Yeah, love that. I mean, look, you can't really do wrong with a guy that shoots 86% from the line, 46% from the field, averages 30 points, eight boards, nearly five assists, a steal and a block a game. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a number five pick. So he's a consensus pick. But let's talk through two to five, mate, because I reckon you can take all four of these guys in the second round or the first round. Um, yep. We've got Kevin Durant, Anthony Edwards, Devin Booker, and Mikhail Bridges. Now, though, these are the, my two to five. This is me personally. Obviously, these aren't rankings we're taking from anywhere else. We've come up with these. Um, and all of the data in terms of ADP and rank comes from uh, hashtag basketball. What are your thoughts on these four guys, Durant, Edwards, Booker, and Bridges, and, and how do you see them playing out in that first two rounds? I've got serious concerns around the way the Suns are shaping up, not because of their win-loss record, because I think they'll be very good, but because of Durant because of Booker, because of Beal, because of the players that they've got on their team now, there's only one basketball to use on the offensive end of the court. You've got to spread the ball. So when we're talking Durant, if he's hot, get him the ball. But with the ball, I believe it's going to be in Booker's hands as the point guard. I see more value in Booker than what there is for Durant this year. So for me, I'm going number two, Booker, number three, Edwards, number four, Durant, number five, Bridges, You've heard out of the Nets camp that they're looking to get the ball into Bridges' hands a little bit more and to play a little bit of PG there. I'd wait to see what happens with Ben Simmons first. Ben Simmons can only play with the ball in his hands and he's ready to take off. We've seen all the the news articles. We've seen the clips out of the next camp that he's ready to go. Dinwiddie, Bridges, Simmons, they all can't play PG. So watch this space on the Nets. I like that. There's a bit going on there, isn't there? Uh, mm. You know, and this is probably going to have a little bit of a fall effect on the guys that we'll talk about maybe in that maybe 7 to 10 range or even the 3 to 6 range. There's a few Brooklyn Nets guys that are relevant there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're telling me that uh, based on my rankings, you're swapping Durant and Booker. You think Booker's going to be number two, Durant number four? Yes, I do. forward. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, interesting. All right, cool. I mean, and, and also we need to remember as well that I think that anybody who is a dual small forward shooting guard is much more valuable when we're talking fantasy basketball because they can slot into the guard and the forward slot in Yahoo. Uh, so definitely worth keeping in mind. And that probably does maybe disadvantage Durant considering he's only a power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, currently his ADP, people are picking him at 12. They're picking him right on the turn of the first round, uh, which look, you're not going to be upset, are you? You pick up KD in the 12th pick. It's still, you're still, your team's good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But again, um, yeah, with, with the Booker situation, with him playing point guard, with Bill there as well, there's only one rock. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I definitely think that there's going to be maybe a, a case of too many chefs at Phoenix. Uh, it'll be mm-hmm. very interesting to see. It'll be... Uh, I'm I'm definitely someone who targets and looks at players who are going to get high usage and, and does Booker's usage get hit? Does Durant's usage get hit? We've got Bradley Beal in the picture now. Um, obviously, Aiton's been moved on, but they've got Yusuf Nurkic, who's just going to basically be set the screen, get the board um, type player. So there's a lot of guys there that, that demand the ball in their hands. And I mean, it is Kevin Durant. The bloke's one of the best scorers of the basketball to ever play the game. He is. 
Can I throw this to you, though, before we move on to the next tier? Ant-Man, Ant Edwards, mm. was the World Cup or the FIBA World Cup, is this the making of a star now? He's ready to take over there in Minnesota. Does that mean his usage goes up? And if so, is that in turn going to be relevant or positive for fantasy basketball? Or do you think it takes a hit because he's going to try and do too much? I, w- I want this guy to do as much as possible. I don't mm-hmm. care if he tries to overdo it. This guy's so good. He's such mm-hmm. a fucking good player. I'm so high on Anthony Edwards. I really like his game. He's currently, his ADP is 12. So they're, they're basically, people are picking him around the same place they're picking Kevin Durant. So that if that tells you where the mindset is of a lot of people playing this game. Um, ADP of 12, rank of 23 though. So the experts don't seem to be as high on Anthony Edwards as they do on the proven players like Durant Booker. Now, does that mean yeah, that okay. he's not as valuable? Definitely not. I, I don't. To, to come back to your question, I do think that the FIBA World Cup has propped up his value. Do I think it's going to help his game at Minnesota? Not necessarily. I don't think so. I mean, the one real determining factor here is if Carl Anthony Towns gets traded, right? If if Carl Anthony Towns, who demands as much ball as Anthony Edwards, gets traded. Absolutely, Edwards' stocks go through the roof. But I think as long as Cat's in Minnesota, I don't know whether I'm taking him in the first round. And I mean, ADP of 12, taking Edwards in the first round, that is a stretch. I'm not taking him in first round. I'll take him second. No. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. And three, Mikhail- things that, three things I want to bring up before we do move on with Mikhail. Yeah. And we saw that he was whinging about floor spacing when Cat and Gobert were on the floor together. Second thing. He was ranked, I think it was 40 at the turn or late 30s. The back end of the year, yeah, he came into the teens, but that was because the floor spacing was there. He had room to work. It was his team. I'd be really careful if Towns and Gobert are going to start alongside him. That, again, is going to clog the space. You see that he's mocking Gobert on the social media at the moment. This guy's not going to shoot a three to save himself. So, yeah, just just be warned with that. Absolutely. Quickly on Mikhail Bridges as well, mate. Like mm-hmm. people were taking him in the back end of the first round, early second round in eight, like in, in mock drafts really early in the season. I think there was a little bit of excitement about what he did at the back end of last year in Brooklyn when he got traded. I think after the trade deadline, he could have even been like a top 15 player. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, he was. We, we, we know that he's going to play 82 games every year. This bloke's like the Terminator. He just doesn't miss a game. I think he's still yet to miss a game in his NBA career. So you mm-hmm. know that you're going to get the guy all year, right? So do you think that justifies picking him at 24 in Brooklyn this year? Or do you think he's probably should be sliding into that third round? I think 24 is a little bit of a stretch. Maybe the start of the third round. Why? Because again, Dinwiddie, Simmons... Mikhail Bridges, the reason why he was injury-free for the first six years of his career was because he was a 3-and-D player. He was playing defense and then sitting in the corner. If you put the ball in his hands and ask him to drive to the rim, he's going to cop an elbow to the nose. He's going to cop the smacks around the face. He's going to get hurt. So that's why he's been durable, because he's been a corner three shooter. Don't expect him to play 82 games if he's playing point guard. Yeah, usage. Usage is going to be the key determining factor mm-hmm. there, isn't it? So uh, let's see. But I think they're my clear five. And look, there's a couple of guys, yeah. maybe three or four guys that we're going to mention in tier B that could easily slide into tier A. And, and you could pick them up in the second round if you really wanted to. Now, uh, you know, there's a little bit of consensus there, but um, we'll talk through those very soon. But before we do, mate, big shout out to the Standard Squeeze who support the show. Um, I've got my four in one here. I do have a bit of, for, for anybody that's not in Australia, I've got a cup of tea. Uh, tonight, I'm going to be a good boy on a Friday night, which is really <laughs> bizarre for me because usually I'm a bit loose. So I, think, uh, I yeah, thought I'd this time, this time last week, we were well and truly blind. Absolutely, we had a, yeah. about 400 beers over that yeah. weekend, which was great. Yeah, had a good time. Yeah. Um, but guys, if you want, you get yourself a four in one little uh, kind of thermos, I guess we could call it, that keeps you stubby cold. If you want a beer, it keeps you, you know, if you want to put a whiskey in it. Um, it'll keep that nice and cold. You can chuck it in the fridge as well. Uh, or if you want to keep like me your cup of tea nice and warm, or a coffee in the morning, whatever it be, uh, you can go and get one of these two, the four-in-ones on the standardsqueeze.com, mm-hmm. and we can get you a 15% off discount code using Insight15. So we've got you covered. Uh, awesome merch, and, and someone that you know personally as well that's uh, one of the great blokes of the industry as well, Mick. 
Oh, he's a fantastic fella. And not only do they do uh, like you have there, the four-in-one and the, the squeeze packs behind you there, but they've got merchandise. They've got jumpers, they've got hats, they've got shirts, they've got all good products. So Ash at the uh, sorry at the Standard Squeeze team, part of the Insight Fantasy Sports team, mind you, yeah, uh, give him a shout-out, say good day, have a look at his products. They are fantastic and durable as well. 100% free grade quality plastic. What a man. He's, uh, it's, it's one of the great, um, kind of discoveries. I think he's done really I well there, so. but, um, he, yeah. he's looked after us, mate, but you know, uh, let's look after the viewers here and, and move into tier B. Now we're looking at tier B small forwards and look, keep in mind, we're talking middle of the road, small for a lot of people fall into this fucking category, man. I was doing the notes on this earlier. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do, is this seriously going to be talking about 45 small forwards in this episode? So bear with us. We won't touch on every single one of them like we have in the first five, but we will definitely talk about the ones we like and the ones we don't. Absolutely. Mate, the guy that's sitting at six uh, and the guy that I'm pretty high on, I know uh, <laughs> Matrix is really going to like this one from the NBL podcast, also does a lot of NBA for us, is Desmond Bain. Now, Desmond Bain also can hit the guard spot, so he, he's a shooting guard, small forward, so he covers both forward and guard spots in Yahoo. He's currently ranked 26 with an ADP of 38. So people are sleeping on Desmond Bain. Do you think it's justified? Do you think that ADP should be higher? Yes. With Without Morant in the side, he is going to light it up. Whenever I look at the bloke, I can't help but think of a T-Rex. The man's got a massive body with these tiny little arms. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's, what, what is he, six foot four with a six foot four wingspan or six foot three? Like it's tiny. I, was, I think but- it's six foot three wingspan. One of the very few people that have a shorter wingspan than height. But let me tell you, that man can flamethrow. Give him the ball and just let the man ping. I think he could be sneaky second-round value this year. I reckon, yeah. Look, Memphis fans are probably going to take a home a pick on him in the second, aren't they? So, mm-hmm. I mean, he only he, he finished up the rank of 35 last year. So he only played 58 games, though. So that, that does affect, obviously, his rank. Um, but when you look at free throw, 80, uh, 884 from the line, he's going to get you three threes a game. He averages 21.5 points a game, five rebounds, four and a half assists, a steal and half a block. Like th- that could easily go up this year. And I think that's probably the thinking around where I've got him at, at six um, yep. or around that kind of 24 mark in terms of rank. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does cover guard and forward, which is which is a massive advantage positional. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I, now, I love a dual threat. Like when we're talking people that can transition between forward and guard, that means less waiver pickups. You've got more flexibility within your side. It's something I look for when I'm drafting. Absolutely, for sure. Now, let's talk through the next four guys. Um, Actually, we could probably do five. Now, Hmm. these five guys are ranked and have an ADP around the same mark. So we're looking at Jimmy Butler, Laurie Markkinen, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Paul George. Now, these five guys are sitting anywhere between 23 to 35 ADP um, and the ranking between 29, oh, sorry, 19 to 29. So they're around that mark where you'd start to potentially consider them at the back end of the second or maybe at the turn on the third. Mm-hmm. Who's your pick out of those five guys? Jimmy Butler, Markinen, Kawhi, LeBron, or Paul George? Kawhi every day of the week. Last year, he missed the first 26 games, I believe it was. And then with the next 56 games, he missed six games. So he played 50 games. So you take that first little stretch out, and the guy was quite durable. And this is what people aren't getting. Yes, he has missed time, but it was an ACL. He needed time to get back. He got back and played his games. He's not that old. We know he's a superstar. I'm I'm picking it. If he's there in the second round in my drafts, I'm picking him. I think we know at his best, his first round value. I'm grabbing him. I like that. That is huge. That's a huge shout. Mm. I mean, at the moment, his current ADP is 36, which is at the end of the third. I mean, this guy is a yeah, second-round player. I mean, we remember what he did in Toronto. You know, that this mm-hmm. this guy's elite. He's an elite player on both ends of the floor. He's currently he ranked 20. So hashtag basketball, the, the rankings there, they're, they're pretty high on this guy for good reason, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like people are catching on yet with that ADP. So I think that's definitely going to come in a very, a little bit closer to the season. Now, tell me why you're off Jimmy Butler. Cause I know this is a bit of a personal one for you. I think I might've rorted you with the trade last year. You gave it to me without lubrication with this guy. So this guy, it feels like he plays every second or every third game. 
Like, yeah, he'll give you 15 points, 20 points, six rebounds, eight assists. He's okay from the line. But when we're talking second-round value or early third-round value, like I picked up Laurie Markin in the eighth round last year and got so much more out of Laurie. I picked up Jamal Murray, and it might have even been the seventh round before Laurie, and got so much more out of Jamal. This guy is as frustrating as it gets. Yeah, he plays occasionally. Like, he seems to sit a lot of games. And for me, I like my players playing. So out of the five that you've got there, even with LeBron being 370 years old, I'm picking LeBron over Jimmy Butler. What's the what's the uh, the sound drop? LeBron James. LeBron um, James. Laurie Markkinen played two more games than Jimmy Butler last year. Two more. That's unbelievable, isn't so, it? So crazy, isn't Laurie, it? Like when, when you Laurie look at Jimmy Butler, a little you bit. think, yeah, he did. And and Jimmy Butler sat a lot of games in a row. So I think there was a, yeah. a period where Miami weren't very open about their uh, what was going on injury wise, and that's what we need to be concerned about with Jimmy Butler because. Spolstra is never, ever upfront about what's going on with his team, uh, what's going on with his rotations, what the injury list yep. is. So we, we, Jimmy Butler was day-to-day for about a month and a half, and I reckon probably played a total of four games. Every player from the Miami Heat was on the injury list at one stage. Yeah, they took the piss out of that, didn't they? So I Yeah, they did. It'll be very interesting to see whether they do that again this year. Yeah. But um, he finished as the 16th best uh, fantasy basketball player last year, and he's currently ranked 19. Now, people are taking him at eight, at 28 at the moment. So it, it goes to show that he's starting to fade now, maybe because of the reasons we've brought up. So I, I, I'm sticking clear of Jimmy Butler this year. Um, Same. Especially with that haircut at Media Day. Probably one of the all-time stitch-ups. What What's the name of that band where the guy playing the drums is, you know... Um... TRX 5000 or whatever his name. I can't. can't they sing uh, Outcast. Hey, uh. yeah. He reminds me of the bloody yeah. drummer there. Yeah. 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 And yeah, probably if, every if Jimmy other Butler's, emo singer. Yeah, that's right. But if Jimmy Butler's there, he's all yours because I ain't touching him. No, neither. Someone else can take him from me this year. Um, now, LeBron, ADP of 23, ranked 29. I mean, you, you've spoken a little bit and you've been pretty open about the fact you think in, in mock drafts that we've done previously that you think LeBron James will be pushing for that 65 game mark to make sure that he's mm-hmm. eligible for a for a player award this year. You're still yep. pretty strong on that? Yeah, I am. Yep. It's been – he's been in the media about this season I'm dedicating it to my son, Bronny. He's been through a hard time. And God bless him. I wouldn't want my kids to go through that at all. So all power yeah. to him. But when we're talking about the NBA and he's got his sights set on being the greatest scorer of all time, he's still got 2,000 points, I think it is, to pass Oscar Schmidt. For him to pass those points, he needs to play games. We know he's all about awards because as soon as he passed the all-time point scoring in the NBA, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, last year, he sat for, was it the rest of the year or he might have played one game? So I think you'll find that he'll play 65 games, try and get another all-NBA team. To, to up his credentials again to be in the conversation for the greatest of all time, which I'm happy to put him second behind MJ. Now, let me ask you this. The last guy we talked about was Paul George, and then we'll move on to maybe, I wouldn't call it the second tier uh, of tier B, but we'll call them the lower tier. Um, if Paul George plays 70 plus games this year, where does he rank? Because currently they're ranking him at 27. If we look back last year on hashtag basketball, Paul George was the 20th best player last year after 56 games. If he plays 70 games this season, where does he sit? Second round value. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, he's... But I've never met a guy when we're talking about... Yeah. When we're talking about Paul George, I've never met a guy that whichever team he goes to, that was his favourite team growing up. And then someone on social media digs up a post and proves him wrong. Love it. Mm, love it. Yeah, he has. He's like, uh, shout out to Cameron Young in the Molten Chat, who has followed about 17 teams in his in his career. So, uh, yeah, Paul George. Love that, Cammy. Yeah, the Cam- Cameron, Young light, Cameron Young light. Um, mate, he, he, he stuffs the stat sheet, though, to be fair, Paul George. The only he thing does. he's going to hurt you with, really, is field goal percentage. So, good free throw, good from the free throw line. He's a good three-point shooter. He's going to score your points. He's going to get you rebounds and assists as well. He averages 6.1 and 5.1, respectively. So, he does fill the stat sheet. One and a half steals a game as well. So, this is, you know, 
what this guy can do for you. And and obviously he played a lot of games without Kawhi at the start of the season last year. So maybe that's a determining factor. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see how they play together because we haven't seen much of it. Thanks to our partners here at Fantasy Scores and thanks to you lads for jumping on board and sponsoring us. I've just put him in the app and punted field goal percentage. He's ranked 13 out of all the NBA players if you're punting field goal percentage. So, you know, if you throw him with a Jordan Poole and a couple of others that can light up the board and you're not worried about field goal percentage, it could be a nice mm. pick. Love that. And look, punting field mm. goal percentage actually is not a bad tactic really to start off, isn't it? Because you could pick Jason Tatum, depending on where he falls. If you've got like a top five, top six pick, uh, if Tatum mm-hmm. falls to you, you can punt field goal percentage straight away. Um, I like it. I do like that. Um, so that's, mate, that's the top 11. Let's move on because there's a couple of guys here that have fallen a fair bit. And then we're going to start to get into these guys that are ranked around that late sixties to even potentially closer to 80. So I'm yep. talking about Zach Levine, who currently is ranked at 38 with an ADP of 51. So it looks like people are a little bit cold on Zach Levine. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. it's much of a muchness over in Chicago. We haven't seen too much change over there. Have we? I mean, it's looking no. very, very similar to what we saw last year. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really that high on Zach Lewin. But again, if you're going with a punt field goal percentage build or um, drafting strategy, he might be one that you bring in. What are your thoughts on Jalen Brown, mate? Because he's shooting guard small forward, so he's eligible guard and forward. His ADP is 37, rank is 36. So people are pretty much dead on in line with where hashtag basketball are ranking him. I personally am not a fan of Jalen Brown at all. I'd... I'd I'm never going to draft this guy. I'm, I just don't know. There's so many other upside picks around that position. What are your thoughts on Jalen Brown? Also now, knowing that Drew Holiday is going to take some usage from him, you've got Jason Tatum yeah. and Chris Tapps-Bazingas who are going to demand the ball. I mean, we don't need to talk about Derek White on this episode, but I'm sure there'll be conversation about him in the point guard, shooting guard episodes that the boys sure. do. But yeah, thoughts on Jalen yeah. Brown? Because I reckon he slides for me now. Yeah, he does now. And I like to pick players that can use both their hands. He's a very one-sided player. Can't, he can't dribble with his opposite hand. Did you see that Boston put up a video of uh, training camp starting? It was this big story caption, and it's gone. It's lit up social media at the moment, where he's dribbling with both hands. So he dribbles with his right hand, and then he basically crosses the ball over, starts dribbling with his left hand, loses his dribble, has to go get the ball, comes back. Um, so they're basically showing the world that this guy can't use his left hand to dribble the ball. So that, that is a, that is a concern. Um, so yeah, Jalen Brown can slide down my board. Now, another guy mm-hmm. who slid down my board, but I still might still pick him over Jalen Brown is DeMar DeRozan. Another Chicago Bulls uh, faithful here, ADP of 41 with a rank of 33. Now I think that rank is way, way too good for him. I, I just feel like father time will start to catch up with DeMar DeRozan and maybe Zach Levine could be the guy now in Chicago as opposed to... Damar, what are your thoughts there? Damar, you say it, the less I like it. Damar is going to slide down. Father Time will catch up with him. Yeah, he's got a nice mid-range game, but I think you'll find, as all people do as they get older, his three-point percentage will drop, and it's already pretty ordinary. I think the ball lives in Zach Levine's hands there. It'll be between Zach Levine and Nikola Vucevic in the middle there. Yeah, Vucevic's um, usage was quite high. I was surprised when mm-hmm. we um, looked at the Bulls team preview. But um, that's a story for another yeah. episode for the boys that do the center position. But, um, mate, sure. these next I've – got, I've got six guys now we can, we can talk about here that are – I mean, you might call a couple of them flyers. You might call a couple of them too early. But these are guys you can probably take at that back end of the fifth into the back end of the sixth round. Now, you've got Brendan Ingram. So very interesting mm-hmm. to see how he goes fully healthy. Um, we've got Josh Giddy, who everyone in Australia seems to be talking about, but no one in the US, which is very interesting. Maybe it's because he's Australian. Who knows? Uh, we've mm-hmm. got Devin Vassell. We've got OG Ananobi, Franz Wagner, and Jalen Williams. Now, these six guys, I feel, are probably depending on where your preferences sit in terms of categories and what you need at that time based on who you've picked in your earlier rounds could mm-hmm. all fit into that fifth and sixth round. What are your thoughts here on these guys? Who's your yep. favorite or your smoky, I guess, that you'd take a little bit earlier? 
Sure. My smoky and the one I'd take early there is Ananobi. Why? Because, yes, he's had injury problems in the past, but Nick Nurse isn't coaching them anymore. He's not going to be playing 38 minutes a night when he's on the floor. They're going to manage him properly. He's going to be more efficient because he's playing less time. He's going to be more rested, I guess, or his body's going to be not as worn down. I see a big uptick in OG's game this year. Vassell, off the back of a four-year, $130 million deal, I think it was. I think he's nice for the San Antonio Spurs. I think he's a clear number two option on offense. Wimbenyana, obviously number one. Uh, Keldon Johnson at the three, even. That's if he starts, even. Uh, us in Australia, we love Giddy. The Americans, not so much, but we've seen what he can do. Just his all round game is so nice. And his three point percentage is starting to increase as well. So look for that to increase again. I'm a bit wary on Jalen Williams, again, because of the shy uh, or SGA and Josh Giddy scenario and how much ball is going to be in his hands, although defensively he's nice. Wagner, he's he's nice, but again, he doesn't really blow up, so to speak. And Ingram, there's only one ball. Zion, CJ McCullum, all these types of guys. Yeah, he's nice. He's got a nice mid-range game, but what else does he give you? Yep, pretty good summary. I mean, Brandon Ingram, I like him. I'm pretty. I like Brandon Ingram. I mean, his ADP is 50, ranked at 54. Mm-hmm. So people are pretty spot on with him. Um, you know what you're going to get from him, don't you? He might get mm-hmm. you a triple-double every now and again. He fills the stat sheet pretty well, but also, you know, it's Zion's team, let's face it. There's nobody else that's going to demand is. ball in this team but Zion Williamson. So um, right. I'm probably going to fade him a little bit. I do like Josh Giddy, but maybe not as much as other people. He is shooting guard, power forward, like Ingram, so they cover the guard in the forward position like a lot of these guys. But, I mean, his ADP is 55 and they've got him ranked on hashtag basketball at 79th. And these are only projections, by the way. Like, I mean, if we went on to, um, you know, a number of other fantasy basketball ranking sites, I'm sure they'd be all over the shop. So these are just one opinion. But we've used hashtag basketball for for clarity in every other episode. So we're just going to stick with those. Um, yep. I don't I don't know whether with Chet, Chet Holmgren being obviously – actually in this squad and hopefully he gets a full season under his belt this year. That could affect Giddy and Jalen Williams this year. Spot on. If anything, uh, yeah, SGA and Giddy in the pick and roll there because they've actually got a decent centre option to play that pick and roll with where Jalen Williams or the worst Jalen Williams, sorry, that's that's not really a pick and roll option. And who else they have? Mike Mascala and Jerome <laughs> Robinson Earl. They're all stretch bigs. Like, they've got no massive interior big. So, yeah, I'm with you. Jalen Williams, I'm not sure whether he sticks it out being that high. I think he'll drop back a little bit. But with Giddy, get him in the pick and roll with Chet, and you could see a little uptick there. Yep. Um, I do like OG Ananobi, like you've mentioned. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, though, the one downside for OG in this year is that there is no Nick Nurse in Toronto. Which means that does he does do his minutes come back now? We've spoken a lot about Joel yep. Embiid now and, and the fact that Nick Nurse loves to play starters big minutes. Is OG Ananobi's minutes going to take a, a you know take a backward step now? If I can try and find OG's minutes from last year, thirty four minutes a game. Yep. I mean, does that stay the same this year? No. I don't I don't know whether it does. So I think it, probably I think it's back to a little bit. Yeah, thirty two, thirty one minutes a game. Like he'll probably play three less minutes, but. It doesn't sound like much, but in terms of body and recovery and all that sort of jazz, that's going to be huge for him. That means more games sorry, played, I was, mind you. Sorry, I was wrong. He played 36 minutes a game last year. So he's projected to play 33 okay. minutes this year. So 36 yeah. minutes, he was the 41st best player on 36 minutes. So at the moment, they've got him ranked at 67 based on 33 and a half minutes a game, which look, hey, there's probably going to be a drop off there. So fair enough. Um, mm-hmm. Devin Vassell, I, I quite like. I like Devin Vassell. I think, yes, the Victor Wembanyama effect is going to come in. He's going to demand the ball. His usage, usage sorry, is going to be quite high. But who else is there to be that main ball handler, scorer of the basketball? It's not going to be Trey Jones. Uh, it's not going to be Jeremy Sohan if he gets the starting mm-hmm. small forward position. Uh, is Keldon Johnson going to be running the bench this year? There's a very good chance based on what mm-hmm. we've seen from Pop and what we've heard in San Antonio that there's a good chance Keldon Johnson plays the six-man role. Um, so Devin Vassell and Victor Wembanyama, it could be these two guys that are just demanding the ball and doing nearly everything for San Antonio this year. What are your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like that. Yep. The only thing for me would be is that you trade him high because I can't see him playing out the season because I think you'll find yep. them in the lottery again. Yeah, good call. 
good call. They're probably looking for mm. another top pick for sure. Yeah. Um, and yep. also, does Wemby get shut down early? That could determine whether Vassell gets shut down early as well. Uh, that's a realistic chance of happening, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. So, <clears throat> mate, before we move on to TSC, we've covered nearly everybody there. Jalen Williams, who won't really speak about, and Franz Wagner. There's not much different going on in, in Orlando at the moment. So we'll, we can move on from these guys. They're, they're pretty set. ADP 71 for Wagner, 60 rank. Williams, 69 and 66. So we, we can move on from, from these guys. I don't know whether there's a ton of upside there. You take them where you can get them if they fall into the seventh or the eighth round for me personally. But um, I'll tell you who you, you, you're taking nice and early with plenty of upside is Ryan from Astute Newstead, mate. Um, oh, we, yes. we've both worked with We've both worked with Ryan personally, and um, I, I can specifically talk about the experience I had. And I, I can tell you now that Ryan makes – sorting your home loan out and, and getting a good rate and and with everything going on in Australia, it makes it really easy to not have to worry about going and negotiating with the big banks. He's got over 50 lenders on panel there. Um, he can give you a confidential lending assistance as well. Absolutely no obligations attached. He'll just give you your options. And then if you if one of those works for you, he'll look after you. So for anybody in Australia that wants to reach out to Ryan or wants to get their home loan sorted or their interest rate sorted, you can reach out to Ryan at ryanhatchateganwealth.com or you can reach out to him on Instagram at Ryan Astute Newstead. So you'll see mm -hmm. on the screen here, for those of you watching in YouTube, that's how you spell it. Um, go and go and hit Ryan up and he'll look after you and just let him know that we sent you and he'll give you a free consultation to get yourself sorted. Um, mm -hmm. Mate, TSC. Ryan's definitely let's not TSC. Ryan's tier A. But let's move on to TSC. These are the guys we take from round seven to 10. So we've got a, a few flyers here, maybe a couple of sliders out of that tier B. Um, talk to us about the first few guys, mate. What are your thoughts on, on these few? Yeah, my favorite here is Polly, Polly Bankiro, ADP 53, 101 rank. He's going to blow that to smithereens. He was nicely ranked to halfway through the year and then rookie fatigue caught up with him. I expect an uptick in most categories for him. Another one I really like there, and this is one of G's boys as well, Kyle Kuzma. I think you'll find that him and Jordan Poole will get the majority of the rock there in Washington. Another punt field goal percentage type of guy because he's just going to throw the ball up like you wouldn't believe. 100%. I'm on board with those two. They're, they're my two favourite, uh, Paulie and, and Kyle. Uh, you know who I'm not really huge on this year, but it seems like he's ranked a little bit higher than he should be. That's a great hat, by the way. Um, yes, sir. Is Cam, what are your thoughts on Cam Johnson over in Brooklyn? Like, He's got the power forward, small forward jewel. He's 88 ADP. So everybody's as cold on him as, as I am personally. But he's ranked 60th. And hashtag basketball. Yeah, I like Where's him. Where's the discrepancy? What's what's going on there, Cam Johnson? Yeah, I I think they forget about the Ben Simmons effect. Like last year he was he was scoring the ball well, he was getting his boards, all that sort of jazz, playing a little bit of defense. With Ben Simmons, I think it almost increases his value because people are going to be drawn into the paint. We know Ben Simmons doesn't like to shoot. He's going to look to get the ball into shooters' hands. Who do Brooklyn have that can shoot the ball? They've gotten rid of Joe Harris. They've gotten rid of Seth Curry, Bridges from the corner. Cam Johnson can shoot it from anywhere. Like, I, I think this could be really nice for him. So you reckon the volume is going to be there in terms of scoring the basketball? Do you, do you think there's 100%. going to be any value outside of points? Do you think field goal percentage takes a hit with the fact his volume of his shooting goes up? No, I, I don't think it does. I think he's, he's always proven to be a nice shooter. I, I think there's... There's good value there for Cam Johnson. Again, they don't really have any other shooters, so they're going to be doing their best to get him off picks, you know, to run some back screens for him, getting him open. Like, I really like this pick here and what would be round six. Yep. Yeah. I don't know whether I'm with you. I don't know. I'm still I'm still yet to be convinced, purely because I think Mikhail Bridges is going to be the number one usage player in this team. Um, mm -hmm. I think they showed that last year, that that was the preference they wanted to run with. And if Ben Simmons is healthy and... Everything happens. I mean, we've seen Ben Simmons shoot threes in, in training camp for the seventh season in a row. So God knows what's going to happen there. Um, you know, you've also... So Cam Johnson obviously fits into this lineup really nice in terms of shooting the ball. But mm -hmm. you've got Spencer Dinwiddie as well, who's back in Brooklyn. So he's going to demand some usage there as well. They're going to use Claxton in the pick and roll a fair bit. Um, you've Yuck. got Claxton and Ben Simmons on the court at the same time. 
I mean, maybe it opens up opportunities for Cam Johnson. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but mm. I, I'd be picking Ben Kiro and I'd be picking Kuzma before him. And I, you know what? I'd probably pick Scotty Barnes, the next guy on this list, who has a current oh. ADP of fifty four. So everyone's on the same kind of ballpark and thinking the same that we are. Seventy eight rank for Scotty Barnes, but a fifty four ADP. Bounce back, Barnesy. Shout out to NBA G Wiz. What are your thoughts? Talk dirty to me. I love this. Mm. I'm picking him up early fifth round or late fourth round. I think we saw last year without Freddie Van Fleet there or Dorito Knees, as our mate Mally would call him. <laughs> he was running the rock. He was playing point guard. He was getting his double-digit assists some games. So if he's playing more of a predominant point guard role there, I see steals going up. I see assists going up. I see points going up. It's it's up across the board for bounce-back Barnsley. But Bounce back before, I do want to bring up something. So I've put on, for those of you that aren't watching and listening to us on audio, I've slapped on a nice little Charlotte Hornets hat here because I want to give a shout-out, or not so much a shout-out, but I want to bring up Mr. Bridges. Okay, Miles Bridges, ADP 105, 77 rank. He was ranked in the late 20s, early 30s at one stage the year before last, before he had his 12 months off. This signifies that I think that he can get back to there once he works his way back into the system, once he gets his reps underneath him. That alley-oop combination with LaMelo Ball, it's exciting. Buzz City will be up and about. Do I think that he's going to be averaging his 20.7 boards, five assists again? I hope so, but probably not initially. But once once he gets his games underneath his belt and gets his legs back, there's a chance. Don't know. Can't argue with you, mate. He was 39 rank in 21-22. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20.7 boards, four assists, a steal, and a blocker game. Now, if you can mm-hmm. pick that up at 80, like, I That's mean, when awesome. you look at this, he's 105 ADP is just ludicrous. I think what you've got to look at is he's going to miss you 10 games to start the season for that suspension, yeah. which is fine. You stash him <laughs> for 10 games. You, you cop maybe two or three. At worst case, you cop two losses in a 20-round competition. Um, mm-hmm. And then from there, mate, it's you, – you, you're home. You know, you've got a guy that has top 40, top 30 upside uh, and you've picked him up at 80. Like, you've got to pick this guy up if he's there at 80. Even, I'd argue, you could probably even pick him up as early as uh, late sixth, I reckon. Yeah. And you could just stash the bloke and you'd be happy. Now, yeah. the only other one I want to talk about before we talk about the boring guys, the safe guys you can pick up at the back end of round 8, 9, 10 because there are a few really nice safe picks at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we we talk about that. I want to talk about upside. I want to talk about Josh Hart in, in New York. Now, Josh Hart is just a man that fills the stat sheet. He just does everything. He's currently ranked 71. His ADP, though, uh, if I can find him, is 124. So this oh, guy is yeah. what you would define a sleeper. Um, one of the great sleepers of our time, I think, Josh Hart. Um, he's having a nice nap at the moment. Well, let's see what happens when people wake up on him. Uh, Josh Hart. Five five one six from the field, eleven point eight points a game, nearly eight boards a game as a shooting guard small forward. So you're going to get out of position rebounds. You're going to get out of position assists. He averages four assists a game, uh, and then one point four steals a game as well. So he does fit a very specific build, but you can't really go wrong with the bloke. He's not going to hurt you too much. Free throw percentage. I mean, threes are not great, but you can stream threes fairly easily, can't you? Off the waiver yeah, wire, yeah, so you, you don't can. really have to worry yep. about that too much. Nope. I'm big on Josh Hart. I reckon you pick him up, mate, in the seventh round, you'd be very happy with what he gives you. That's delicious. Yep, I'm with you there. Love it. Mate, let's move on. Uh, the boring guys. Let's talk boring. Let's talk Chris Middleton, mm-hmm. as as G likes to call him, Houses Middleton and Houses Harris. So these two guys are small forward, powerful, eligible. Middleton may be affected negatively by the Drew Holiday, ac- uh, sorry, not the Drew Holiday acquisition, the um, the, the trade that happened in Milwaukee Dame with Lillard. Dame Lillard. Mm-hmm. So with Dame coming into this lineup, it probably takes away usage from Middleton, unfortunately, but I still think he's a pretty good pick back end seven, eighth round. I think he will probably fall a little bit now. People will be off him since Dame's in Milwaukee. Um, mm-hmm. We've also got Clay Thompson. We've got Tobias Harris, I just mentioned. We've got Buddy Heald, who's probably, let us it's fair to say, without a team yet. There's a trade coming, but we just don't know where he's going to end up. But he probably mm-hmm. would be a starter in most teams if they can get him out there. And then you've got Andrew Wiggins and Keegan Murray as well. So these guys are a little bit all over the place at the back end. 
here, but you could easily pick him up before the 10th round and be pretty happy with the acquisition. Give me Andrew Wiggins in the 8th round. Wowee. Like, we know he had his personal issues last year. He wasn't about it, but think back to when they won the championship, not last year, the year before. Like, he was a vital part of their side, playing both ends of the ball, scoring the ball, shooting the ball fairly nicely, defensively, blocks and steals. Man, this is like fourth round value if he gets back to where he's at. Huge. It's massive. I'm actually higher on Andrew Wiggins than I am Buddy Heald, Tobias Harris, Clay Thompson. Because I Absolutely. think with Andrew Wiggins, again, we're talking about a guy who will likely play the four a fair bit this year. Uh, with Chris Paul starting mm-hmm. point guard, let's say that it goes ahead. You're going to play Steph at the two. You're going to play Clay at the three. So then if you're playing small ball with Draymond Green at the five, you've got Andrew Wiggins who's probably going to clean up all of the boards that Draymond Green can't get. So Draymond Green's going to box out left, right, and center, and Wiggins is just going to get some real cheap rebounds. So I, I feel like that could pump him up a little bit. Let's try and find Andrew Wiggins here. I'm a little bit of poor do you, prep. Let's do you remember him. when He's... when um, Golden State were playing the Celtics and Wiggins had when they were playing small ball, and he was getting 16 boards, 14 boards a game? Yep. There was a series who's, who's there to where say I think that... he averaged 10 and a half rebounds. Yeah. So you've got Paul, you've got Curry, you've got Thompson, you've got Wiggins, and you've got Draymond. Really nice small ball starting five. No one over, what, six foot eight, I think Wiggins might be. Mm-hmm. Draymond playing at the center. Who's going to grab boards? Has to be Wiggins. Has to be Draymond. You know, and Draymond's doubtful to start the season too, so... Man, pick mm. him up. Yeah. Even if Kevin... I mean, Looney don't. And leave him center. for me. <laughs> Love that. I mean, like, hey, even yeah. if Looney ends up playing starting five, starts the season, Draymond Green misses the first few games of the season, Wiggins still plays at the four in that scenario. Yep. So yep. it's a it's a bit of a win-win. I think he's a nice little smoky there. 17 and a half mm-hmm. points, five boards a game last year. Uh, steal yep, and sure. 0.7 of a block. Yep. Take him on. Um, mm-hmm. Keegan Murray, any love? A little bit. Yeah, I think Harrison Barnes. Again, he's been re-signed, but I think Keegan Murray takes that next step now. We can see that – well, not we can see. We have seen that he can shoot the ball well from three, plays nicely defensively. I think his defensive stats are getting an uptick this year. But, man, that starting five at Sacramento with Fox, Sabonis, Murray, like Huerta, this is exciting. Like, they're really nice to watch. I'm hoping for a bit of a – step up for Keegan Murray this year. I feel like there's a mm. natural step up for guys like like him in his position. He is a starter. We know that the Fox Sabonis show is going to continue to go on and Kevin Herter demanded some good <laughs> minutes last year, but Keegan Murray shoots the mm. three well. There's a lot to like from his game as well. Um, two and a, 2.7 threes a game. He averaged 14 points and five boards last year as well. So that, that's nothing to kind of sniff at. Um, that's going up. I don't, yeah, I think that does take a, a bit of a skyrocket this year, to be honest. Um, currently ranked or projected rank of 106, and I reckon you could probably end up seeing that sneak into the top 80 next year. Um, mate, before uh-huh. we talk flyers, I don't want to talk about MPJ, Boyan Bogdanovic, Trey Murphy. These, Trey Murphy might not even start the season. I think he might not even see this, see the floor this season. It sounds pretty pretty serious. So pretty we, won't, we won't touch on these guys. Yeah, MPJ, I mean, look, if you can get him in the hundreds, great. Same with Bogdanovic. I'm not really going to talk about them too much. But let's talk about flyers, mate. Guys you can take from round 10 onwards. Guys that you really like uh-huh. that you that are either the ADP is like stupid 120 plus uh, and people aren't noticing these guys or the, the rank is just through the roof. What what? Who are your go-to guys to, to kick this one off? All right, so let's pick three. I'll pick three out of this list. You pick three. I'm going to go Josh, Josh Green, shoot, yep. uh, shooting guard small forward from Dallas, 439 ADP, ranked 236. Dorian Finney-Smith's gone. We've seen what he was able to do on the floor without Luca or Kyrie last year, which was nice. Yeah, Luca and Kyrie are going to be playing together and playing together a lot. But this guy's going to get starters minutes. We can see, well, we've seen that he can shoot the three ball well. He plays really nice defense. At, at 236, that's, you could get late round real nice value out of him. But not just him. There's another one I want to bring up Danilo Gallinari. So everyone's more asleep on this guy than taking a, a packet of Xanax and sleeping for three days, you know. This guy was averaging really nice numbers a couple of years ago before he blew out his knee. Yeah, he's boring, but he's at Washington. 
He's going to play off the bench. He's going to play minutes. I think there's value there for points, boards, probably not assists because he doesn't dish the rock that well. But threes, he hits the three at a really nice clip, and free throw percentage is nice as well. As a as a Atlanta Hawks supporter, I vouch for Danilo <laughs> Gallinari. I reckon the guy's underrated. He did some good things for Atlanta in in his time there. Um, mm. And you can see we missed him a little bit as that kind of bench pocket rocket scorer, the guy that could shoot the three, the guy that could score in the post, you know, like he did a bit of everything. Not the greatest defender ever, but that doesn't really matter in fantasy basketball, does it? So no. um, I don't mind them. Two really big smoky picks there. I like how you put 1,300 ADP next to Gallinari as well in the notes. That's a that's a good one because that's probably accurate. That's, uh, I don't know. That's what it is, yeah. Yeah, outstanding. Um, yeah. <laughs> My my guys, mate. I maybe I won't go as kind of spicy as you will, but there's a few guys on my radar. The first one is Shaden Sharp. Now with a lot of what's going on and the changes in Portland, um, I feel like Shaden Sharp probably ends up starting at the three for Portland. Um, yeah. Depending on the way which way they lean, obviously they've moved on Drew Holiday, so they've shown a real interest in prioritizing Scoot Henderson's development over in Portland which means that there must be a youth movement over there. So my, mm-hmm. my thoughts are they're probably going to lean into him. I like what I saw from him last year. His current ADP is 119, but he's ranked at 160. Um, so I'm very interested to see how that comes in once the experts start to look at the implications of this trade between Portland, Boston, Milwaukee. Um, yep. I do like Shaden Sharp. I'm very high on him. He's a guy I would more than happily take in the 10th round. Um, I think there's mm-hmm. plenty of upside there for him. He shoots the ball really well, scores the basketball well. There's defensive stats for him to have. The second guy I really yeah. like is Sadiq Bay. Now, maybe this is a homer yeah. for me, but he, he might even have the starting four role in Atlanta to start the season. Now, you could easily maybe take that as they're putting the more experienced guy on the floor and they're going to hope that Jalen Johnson's development off the bench comes to a point where he can actually take that starting power forward role in Atlanta. Um, so I'm not really sure exactly what they're thinking there, but uh, for me, Sadiq Bay, he, he's not really going to hurt you anywhere, is he? So no. 139 ADP, not many. Maybe he's missing the majority of drafts in uh, 12 team drafts. 141 rank. Um, so I like him. Maybe it's a homer pick, but I, I do like Sadiq Bay. Now the third guy, I need to wash my mouth out after this because I feel sick talking about this guy. I hate him so much, but I think there's so much upside in Dylan Brooks this year in Houston. Uh, the, the, the greatest the greatest Canada basketball player you've ever seen at the FIBA World Cup. 146 ADP, 195 rank. If you're looking to stream steals, he might not be a guy you draft, but I tell you what, he could be a guy that you stream threes and you stream steals. And if you could stream fouls, and fouls was a category in fantasy basketball, this guy, if you could punt everything else and take fouls, he would be number one. It would be. And for those of you that tune into our NBL podcast, there is a lot of likeness between him and Jordan Usher, isn't there, from the Wildcats. There is so much going on there. But with Dylan Brooks, my God, I can't stand the bloke. I'm sorry. Like, I understand that he's a professional basketball player. I understand that he's got money to make and his job is to piss people off and try and get under people's skin, but not under the skin of the supporters and the people that watch NBA. Oh. Man, I, mm. I, don't, I don't see this working at um, at Houston. All right, so, Braino, I'm going to give three to you, mate, and I want you to rank these okay. players first, second, and third, and who you'd pick first, who you'd pick second, who you'd pick third. We've got Bruce Brown, PGSG, 123 ADP, 109 rank, who seems to have a, a very nice role there at Indiana. Osar Thompson, ADP, 136, 217 rank. Looks to be really nice defensively and will fit in nicely there at Detroit. Or Brandon Miller, 135 ADP, 135 rank. So he's right smack bang on. Very long, nice defensively. He flunked a little bit in summer league, but that's because they were getting him to do everything with the ball. Do you think with Lamelo and his ability to hit the open three or hit the corner three and play defense, does his value improve? Talk to me. What do you reckon? Yeah, look, I'll start with Brandon Miller because he is my three. Number three for me, by by yep. a country mile. I like the other two way more than I like Brandon Miller, purely because I'm not really massive on on rookies. I might take a leaf out of Matrix's book on this one. And for, I, I mean, I think Miles Bridges coming back in 10 games might hurt Brandon Miller. I'd be very surprised to see him even start 
to start the season. I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to really ease this guy into the lineup. Um, they've got PJ Washington. They've just signed back on a big deal as well. So they've gone and invested in PJ Washington, which pretty much tells me right now that Brendan Miller is a bench player for now. Um, so Brendan Miller, no, not at all. I think he's definitely being overvalued. I think maybe people are on the hype train thinking, oh, the guy was the third pick in the draft. Um, I'm, I'm not a chance. I think people are overvaluing him. Uh, let me skip to one and say Bruce Brown. Bruce Brown, number one, and people are on the track there. 123 ADP, 109 rank at the moment, and I think that'll start to climb even more. Uh, there's a there's a chance here that Bruce Brown ends up being a starter in Indiana as well. Um, you know, And also having that three-position eligibility is massive in fantasy basketball. Mm-hmm. We've got point guard, shooting guard, small forward here. That's huge. And I know I'll take a, a leaf out of Matty G. Wiz's book uh, in terms of talking up Bruce Brown and, and how excited he is about Bruce Brown there. Uh, he's a bit of a mix of Mr. Fix-It, isn't he? You know, we saw uh-huh. what he did in Denver when MPJ was out. He played the starting small forward role. He handled the ball off the bench. He ran the bench unit in Denver there for a while. There's so much to like uh-huh. about Bruce Brown, and there's a good reason why he's 109 rank. Um, and who was the third one? Asar Thompson. Yeah, look, so I, I like Asar better than Amen. Uh, I, I think Armin Thompson in the Rock in Houston probably doesn't see many minutes initially no. purely because the starting three in Houston with Fred Van Vliet, Jalen Green, Dylan Brooks is pretty solidified, isn't it? I don't, I don't see him really bursting oh. through. He'll just get some bench minutes there unless Dylan Brooks goes and shits the bed, which is, Hey, could happen. Good luck to anyone else in Houston trying to get a shot. <laughs> it is the field goal percentage um, shit storm, isn't it? Houston. Um, so that that could be very o- interesting. Overs, overs on field goals attempted per game, unders on points. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. That could be yeah. it. Um, mate, Asar Thompson, I think maybe might find himself with a starting role in Detroit. That's probably why I prefer mm-hmm. him. I think he, the guy's an absolute lockdown defender. He's going to get you a steal, a steal and a half a game, I think, if he gets the minutes. Um, and look, Detroit have clearly leaned into the youth movement. They've leaned into the fact that they're building up and they're in a rebuild, a very clear rebuild at the moment by trading off a lot of their assets last year. So I, I think Osar Thompson sees a fair bit of floor time this year. So I don't mind him as this, my number two out of those three. And I, I'm going to add a fourth in here because he's the only guy we haven't talked about as a flyer to wrap the show up is okay. Denny Avdia. So Denny Avdia now Denny. has, there seems to be a bit of opportunity in Washington with Chris Dapps-Bazingas moving on. Now, we know that Kyle Kuzma is the guy there, but does Avdia see some power forward minutes and Kuzma slides to the three? Um, I mean, they've got Daniel Gafford there who seems to be the guy who's going to be shoring up the paint, but there's a big opportunity and big upside there for Danny Avdia. So he's 149 rank, 139 ADP at the moment. Do you? What do you think about Denny? Because I know you're pretty high on him too, right? Yeah, I, I am. It worries me though with Jordan Poole and mm-hmm. Kuzma. I think they're going to take the majority of the shots. Last year, he was nice when Gafford sat and Pazingas wasn't there. He got a lot of boards and and scored the ball nicely, but he's got to have a lot of dominoes falling his way in order for him to be productive. Back end of the draft, yeah, you can get some value, but don't expect huge numbers out of him. Yeah, fair call, fair call. Look, and mate, to wrap things up, there's a lot of players we haven't talked about, and if we did, we'd be here for about three and a half hours. So... You mean yeah. you've got guys like Herb Jones, you've got KCP, you've got Kyle Anderson, Kevin Herder, Tari Eason, Jaden McDaniels, like Matisse Thibel, Norman Powell. There's so many guys here that you could probably take a flyer on at the back end. And if you really like what you're seeing from them, take the flyer. I think the best advice I ever got given when I was starting out would was be use your last picks to take a guy that no one else is looking at that you think is going to have a really big upside season and then just drop him to waivers uh-huh. if it doesn't work out. That's right. I've got one more for you before you... Or before we wrap Ooh, up, like mate, it. Yeah, this is going to be spicy. Okay. Current ADP of 401, Derek yeah. Lively, starting centre yeah. for Dallas. Tell me, pick mm-hmm. and roll with Luca, pick and roll with Kyrie. He finishes well at the rim. He's seven foot one. He's athletic. Mm-hmm. He blocks shots. He'll get your rebounds. Is there value there? I think so. Absolutely. I mean, if I was doing the centre chat well maybe you've given a you maybe you've given an absolute flyer to uh whoever does the center tiering positions mm. because i really like i really like that i was trying to keep it under wraps so thanks for bringing that up to the public cheers mate appreciate it you're welcome
<laughs> um, but yeah, no, plenty. I, I really like it. I do like it. There's a lot to go around yeah. and a lot to, to take from this big trade as well. That's just gone down. Yeah. And I think there will be some more movement happening. So, um, but we've got four more positional tiers coming as well, mate, where, you know, the boys, Matrix, the G-Wiz uh, and all the guys there and, and probably where we're going to pop back on here and there in the lead up to the season we are. Um, to, to talk about these positional <clears throat> tiers and start to actually put together our big boards as well. And, and we'll share them with everybody on where we rank everyone and what our thoughts are behind that too. So very exciting times to come in the next couple of weeks before the season. I think there's only about 19 days left for the season as we record this, which is very oh, exciting. Wait. Mate, my sports bet account's going to get an absolute flogging once uh, the NBA comes back on. That's for sure. Can't wait to win millions. <laughs> guys, that's it. That's it for small forwards. Uh, plenty more tears to come. But guys, if you haven't, please hit subscribe. Please hit like. If you're listening to us on audio, hit that review button. Leave us a five-star review and hit the follow button. And if you're watching us on YouTube, once we hit 1,000 subscribers and we're only about 50 away, we're going to be giving away yeah. a personalized NBA jersey. So it's going to have your name on the back. It's going to be your team, your size. You're going to be wearing it and hopefully wearing it by the time we start the NBA season. So very exciting. We're just make sure you pop your name in the comments section of this video or any of our previous videos. And we'll be putting all of those into a randomizer and drawing that once we hit a thousand. So let's get us to a thousand subscribers sooner rather than later. And let's get someone a personalized NBA jersey. Thanks for joining me, Mickey Dell. Always fun, mate, talking NBA with you. Look forward to the next one, guys. You've been listening to the Insight NBA show. We'll catch you later. See ya.